hi Rob. We're um we're not alone today, which it feels really weird, but it's not just us. Yeah, no, it's awesome. We've got a guest. I know. It's really exciting. Um well, let's let's talk to the guest straight away because it's going to be a different voice on the podcast, which will hopefully get to, get us lots more subscribers and uh, a few extra nice comments. Uh, hi, Justin. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I think just very quickly for the uninitiated, um, Justin is a highly valued member of the Discord server. And ever since we started the podcast, I did kind of indicate that we would have a few guests on potentially from the Discord server. And uh, we we picked Justin first um, for numerous reasons, really. But um, yeah, welcome on board, Justin. It's really really good to have you. Just, Just for the benefit of the audience, can you tell us where you're calling in from? I am calling in from Orlando, Florida. So, uh, across the ocean from you all and across the time zones and so uh thank you for having me and much nicer weather probably as well and it's raining right now oh is it okay yeah. well, welcome to the uk <laughs> <laughs> um just looking at that we've got quite a lot of, st- of stuff to talk about and we'll get on to justin's um side of things pretty pretty soon i've just noticed the first thing at the top of the list which i think was a a relatively recent edition. Um, I think Rob might have put this on there, um, which is uh, my MacBook Pro, my 16-inch MacBook Pro delivery story, which you're both smiling now. And um, I'm smiling now. I wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been an absolute uh, you-know-what show. Um, and I still haven't got it. That, that's, the, that's the key thing. So just to bring everyone up to speed, um, I wrote about this this morning on the blog. I, I was due to get the MacBook Pro next week, actually, um, which is typical for me. It'll be, it was going to be late. Um, and then lo and behold, last week, I got a notification from Apple saying, nope, it's going to be with you on Thursday the 11th, which was obviously today. And that fantastic. I, I thought, you know, that's, um, this is new. This is, uh, you know, things are, are, are kind of looking up. Um, and then yesterday, or was it, no, Tuesday, whenever it was, I've lost track of time. Um, I, I, was in the, I was in the studio where I am now. And I had a couple of emails from Apple, one of them saying, enjoy your new MacBook Pro, and the other one saying, would you like to uh, schedule a session with an Apple specialist? And I'm thinking, what MacBook Pro? And um, to cut a long story short, what had happened is that UPS had delivered something to my front door and checked it off as a MacBook Pro. And my front door was a mile and a half away. No one else was in the house, apart from the dog, and he's not much use with that sort of stuff. Um, so I hot-footed it back to the house and found a set of blinds on the on the doorstep. Not a MacBook Pro. Um, and again, to cut another long, very long story short, it turns out that basically the guy dropped off the blinds, ticked off the, the MacBook Pro, and then disappeared. And that threw the entire UPS tracking system into absolute chaos. Um I had to look this up again because it, the, the the route my MacBook Pro has apparently taken just beggars belief. So it apparently it got into the UK on the 9th of November, which was the day that it was apparently delivered, in inverted commas. Um, it then, they missed the delivery, even though it, then, it had said it had been delivered. And then it went to Germany for no reason. Why. It hadn't even come from Germany. It had come from, from China originally. But yeah, it went from Tamworth where I don't live, to Germany. And then it came back to Tamworth, didn't do anything in Tamworth, and then it went back to Germany again. And that that's kind of... Well, in fact, no, it's it's developed since then. It's come back to the UK. and It's gone somewhere else in the UK, but I still haven't got it. It's just unbelievable. Boo. I know. Any idea when it's arriving? Nope. <laughs> well, funny enough, if you go on the UPS website, it still says today between eight hours ago. Um, and if you go on the Apple website, it tells me that I own it and I, I've had it delivered. Are they going to update your warranty information for those extra days? They're going to need to update something, Obviously, because you haven't got it, have you? No, it's just not, it's not here. Um, it's had a, a wonderful time, you know, going from China to Germany to Tamworth and back to Germany again, but I just want my MacBook now. Lovely so yet, yet another... International airports. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you go on a business meeting, you end up in, a, in an airport and stay there for two hours and then come, come home. It's, it's done that, basically. So what was the one thing that actually turned up on time in the last two years? The uh, From Apple? Yeah. That's a really good question. I think it was the iPad... No, the iPhone 13 mini. Mm. That arrived bang on time. 
Um, yeah, because just you have the worst luck. I do. Yeah. Have you, have you had problems with in, in the states, uh, Justin, with deliveries uh, and things? My delivery, uh, UPS, you, you, they never make the window, but they always deliver the same day. Though my biggest issue with shipping from Apple, uh, I I don't know if you have this over in the UK, but here you can pick courier delivery for uh, expedited same-day delivery as long as it's in stock at a local Apple store. And I did that a couple of years ago for an iPhone and an iPad. And I didn't realize that courier to Apple means Postmates and that the Postmates person supposedly picked up the products from the Apple store and never arrived at my house. Um, And so uh, they... I think that we determined it ended up being a bug on Apple's system side because I was told that at least five or six different Postmates came to pick up the products uh, being assigned to to make the delivery um, and nobody actually left with anything because it said that it had already been removed from the store. Uh, Long story short, Apple had to create an investigation, and it was about a week later that I finally got my products. Uh, Apple acknowledged that they were never actually given to a Postmates, and if they were, that Postmates person just took off with them and had themselves a lovely time. Um, And so Apple had to refund my original order and then purchase new products to be then shipped to me directly from Apple. Um, so hopefully yours actually shows up and you don't have to go through that whole situation because the investigation portion on Apple's side takes quite a long time. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think it's got, all being well touchwood. I shouldn't say this, but touchwood, it should arrive tomorrow or Monday, I would have thought. But um, although having said that, they have opened an investigation already, both at UPS and Apple's end. Mm. So. I don't know what that means, but crazy. It, it will turn up, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just been frustrating. We, we do actually have the same day delivery within two hours here in the UK. I don't know who who the third party operator is, and it's only available in select areas, which <coughs> it means London, usually, because <laughs> there are approximately 300 Apple stores in London and uh, four or five in the rest of the country. Anyway, let's talk about something much more interesting because I'm, I'm bored of MacBook Pros uh, not arriving. And um, So, Justin, uh, I think Rob's right in saying on our, our outline that you, you were the earliest Discord member, or definitely one of them anyway. You've been on there an awful the, the long time. The earliest active Discord member. There was one other that arrived before Justin who said a couple of things and has never been seen or heard from again. <laughs> what happened to them? Um, there's a lot of those, to be fair, on Discord. Um, but, yeah, so... and. Uh, I'm trying to remember, this is really embarrassing, Justin, I'm trying to remember how we met. I know we did a podcast, I know I came on the um, on your podcast, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a really late night, for, I think it was about 1am in the morning, so I probably didn't make any sense whatsoever, but I remember <laughs> being on that podcast. I think we met through Medium, but can you remember? Yeah, I I don't remember specifically. I do remember that podcast. Um, I, I, I don't remember if I don't remember. It must have been through Medium, through the Writing Cooperative, or um, something to that effect. And I don't, honestly don't even remember what we talked about on that podcast uh, episode. It, it feels like an eternity ago, and it was only about a year ago at this point. So, but a lot, a lot has happened in that last year. I bet it has. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I mean, obviously, just just for the audience's benefit, um, what, what's your what, what's your main thing? Because I know obviously you're running the writing cooperative, which we'll come on to in a moment, but. Uh, your day-to-day stuff? So I am a freelance writer uh, full-time. My main clients are uh, typically nonprofits. Uh, I write uh, strategic plans for nonprofits, content for nonprofits. Um, I I like to tell the stories of starting organizations to help them uh, get on their feet and project themselves out into the world. but then I also manage the writing cooperative, which I co-founded uh, with Jessica Youngton. Uh, she's back in 2014. We're a publication on Medium that focuses on writing and writing advice. Yeah, I, I don't. I might be doing it down slightly because it is one of. The, I think it's one of the top twenty publications on Medium. Is it? Is that right? Yes. Last I checked, we were in the top twenty. 
230,000 subscribers, 50,000 newsletter subscribers. That's for anyone who isn't familiar with the numbers on Medium, that's absolutely massive. That's huge. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and are you still enjoying it? I mean, we, we've talked a bit about Medium on the, on the Discord server, and obviously I've got my own presence on there, nowhere near as big as yours, but um, are you still enjoying Medium? Yes, I'm still enjoying Medium. I think it's a great platform for uh, for writers to build an audience and discover their voice. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, I, I don't know about your feed, but my feed has a lot of how to make money today on medium and how to get rich quick by writing on medium and i think that that's the wrong approach to the platform um, i'm sure it's the same with youtube people think that they can just show up on youtube and start making money by putting a video up for the first time and and in anything that's never the case you have to work for it you have to build an audience you have to figure out who you are and i think that that's where medium really thrives is helping people discover their voice and uh, and what they want to write about and, and become better at it. And so hopefully they stumble onto the content that we publish in the writing cooperative to help them, you know, find their voice, find what, what works for them. We avoid all of that how to do medium stuff uh, and focus more on how to be a better writer. Yeah, the how to do medium stuff is is not far, not killing the platform, but it's it is spoiling the the algorithm. Mine's full of yeah. it. It's always there's always a, a one, at least one or two or three or seven articles saying, "Here's how I made thirteen thousand dollars on from three hundred words on medium." It's it's just <laughs> in, inanely boring. But you you joined recently, uh, Rob, didn't you? you? You recently signed up. Yeah, I did. So I'm ashamed to say that. Yeah, I've been I've been a freeloading. So and so, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was like vaguely aware of Medium uh, in that you know because I think everyone at some point will have stumbled across a Medium article, but I didn't really know what it was, what it's for. In fact, I I still don't. So I'm going to be useless in this conversation, but I'll be listening on <laughs> with interest. So yeah, no, I finally got around to signing up and uh, actually paying for the content that I've been enjoying for the past year since I became aware of it. I love it. I, I love being a writer on there as well. And um, like I say, that's how I, I kind of came across Justin. And um, I was definitely inspired by, by your publication, Justin. I think it, that's one thing that, that really inspired me to, to actually get go, probably go at it. And like anything, it's, it's just being consistent and, and mm -hmm. um, being yourself, really. There's no magic, not really a magic formula to it. There's a few things you can do to, you know, to format articles and stuff properly. But, um, and also you've got, so you've got with the writing cooperative, you've got um, your own web presence for that as well. Have you, have you linked that to medium like I've done with mine? Yeah, we don't actually, um, we don't syndicate anything from the writing cooperative outside of medium because one thing that some people aren't really aware of is that the, the content that people write on medium belongs to them. And so while they publish it with us, in the writing cooperative, I don't actually have any content rights to that those words. And so I can't take it off medium and publish it on our off medium site without, you know, a heap of ethical and potentially legal issues there. And so um, our main focus is on medium, but we have some community building stuff that we do outside the platform. Um, and then personally, all of my individual writing uh, is on Medium, but also on my website, uh, just to have it all in one place that I own and control. Yeah, I think the other thing that's fascinating with Medium, for, for, it's always fascinated me, is the um, the community aspect of it. And we can probably guarantee a fair few people who are listening to the podcast have possibly found the podcast through Medium, whether me talking about it, you know, inserting small references to it in, in articles and things. Um, but I do find that the, the whole, it's a very different audience to YouTube, I find, having being on both platforms mm. from a creator's perspective. It's really, really different. Um, uh, yeah, have you found that? I know obviously you don't have the, have the YouTube presence, but... Um, do you enjoy the? the I'll be honest aspect? with you, Mark. I don't really do YouTube at all. <laughs> I'm not the. Uh, I'm not a big YouTube person. I don't really play with that or follow folks on there. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I know that the medium audience seems to be very. Um, at least in the the people that I encounter are uh, writer focused or. Um, tech slash programming focus. That seems to be where kind of mediums 
main audiences come from is uh, is in those two kind of realms. Um, there's probably a bunch more that I'm just not privy to because they're, they don't align with what I see in the the feed, but um, I, I couldn't compare them to YouTube folks. Yeah, I have to be careful how I compare both, really. Um, and I think what's interesting on, on both platforms, the vast majority, probably 98% of people are absolutely lovely and very humbling with the things they say. Um, it's the other side that is, is fascinating because... Um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I'm going to have to be careful with this, but you, you get a slightly more um, intelligent type of troll on, on uh, Medium that i found, which is uh, more fun to deal with. And, um, yeah, you get some very interesting comments. Probably enough said about that, the better, really. Um, your desk setup, Justin, we saw a photo of it yeah. earlier, and Rob commented on on, um, on Discord that it's it was just, I think you said super clean, Rob. Was that, were they your words? Uh, it wasn't me, that was Andy. Oh, was that? Oh, was it Andy? There you mm -hmm. go. But yeah, no, I agree, it is. Of course you agree, that you just said the exact same thing. Um, so tell us about your setup. Uh, obviously, being a writer, um, you're doing an awful lot of typing every day, but what, yes. what is your setup? What's your, what's your Mac of choice? I'm currently using the uh, base model M1 Mac Mini. Um, I think, like a lot of people, uh, I bought the M1 as a stopgap. Um, I had a 2015 MacBook Pro that served me well for many years. Um, what I really wanted for my desk is a nice big iMac. Uh, and so when the Mac Mini came out last year as the first M1 uh, chip, I jumped on it. I got a great deal, friend at an Apple store, bought it on, you know, massive discount thinking whenever the iMac gets updated, I can at least trade this back in to Apple for more or less what I paid for it. Um, it's a great computer. And so I've got that with a 27 inch um, Dell monitor that is not the best, but gets the job done. Um, and I, I am very happy with just the regular, uh, what are they, the magic trackpad two and the magic keyboard two, whatever they are. I, I had the original versions of both of those since that 2015 MacBook and had been using them without any problem and finally decided to upgrade to them. And uh, Rob, much like your wallet situation, I bought this keyboard about a week before the one with Touch ID came out um, <laughs> and decided, you know, that's life and I'm, I'll be okay with it. Uh, it serves me well. I like the, the way that it responds when I'm typing. It's quick. Um, so it does the job. Did, did you suffer with any of the early Bluetooth gremlins with the M1? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, and I actually thought that that was, that was part of why I ended up upgrading both the trackpad and the keyboard. Um, I, I couldn't figure out if they were, uh, they were dying because they were at that point, they were a, a decade old. I had, those were from previous to that, uh, 2015 MacBook Pro. Um, I didn't know if they were dying or if there was issues with the the Bluetooth, and so I just went ahead and bought new uh, accessories, and it helped. Yes, exactly. Rob's holding up the the old school one where you slide slid the batteries down the <laughs> the shoot of the keyboard. Replaceable um, batteries. That's Rob's favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> well, there's there's no for things like keyboards. There's no excuse to not have used replaceable batteries. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, I did. I was having connection dropouts. I actually, shortly after buying the M1, um, <laughs> I was working uh, with a client and the keyboard wouldn't connect. And then I restarted the computer thinking that would help. Keyboard still didn't connect and I had zero way to type in a password to log into the computer. Um, I had to be on a Zoom call in about 15 minutes. So I there's a Walmart right around the corner from my house. I drove her over there and bought the cheapest USB keyboard I could find so that I could actually log into my computer and repair the keyboard to the M1 and actually make the Zoom call on time. That was a little stressful, and I'm pretty sure that was all because of the those original, as you put it, gremlins with the Bluetooth. I still have issues with mine, I, even though I've moved into this bigger space. It's um, it's better, but it, uh, the biggest issue I have is with uh, with AirPods Max, 
and the AirPods mm. Pro, both of them. They um, they'll only on the Mac Mini for some reason they'll drop out. They'll keep stuttering. Um, really strange. Yeah, I can be sat at the same desk with the MacBook Air, for example, and it's absolutely fine. Mm. It's really strange, but. Again, that's part of the design. You know, we are expecting something, aren't we? Um, are you both as excited as I am about the prospect of a an M1 Pro or M1 Max Mac Mini? As far as Mac Mini, I think, I, yeah, I guess that's exciting. I'm still waiting for them to upgrade the the largest tier uh, iMac. When they upgraded the iMac last year, it was it's nice. It's a great computer. Yours looks nice. Um, I'm. I want that 27-inch screen or bigger if they end up going bigger than that. So whatever they put into that, I'll be, I'll be very happy about. Do we think it's going to have? It's going to it's going to be the the Pro iMac. So you've got your 24-inch for norms with your regular M1, and then the bigger size, they'll revive the iMac Pro name and stick an M1 Pro upgradable to M1 Max. What I don't do think. I don't know. I'm not sure if they're going to call it the Pro. I just think it'll be the bigger one, uh, but it might have pro elements. So it might have the, yeah, you know, the black bezels, for example, and, and other other stuff. But um, I don't know if they'll re- revive the the pro name. I'm not sure. I mean, that's just come in uh, a range of fluffy colours. <laughs> well, if it's the pro version, it won't, will it? It will come in either hmm. space grey, graphite, or, yeah, <laughs> silver, or whatever <laughs> they're calling it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a Mac, though, isn't it? Once it arrives. It'll be way more than I need as a writer, but the screen size is really what I'm going for at that point. The chip, the M1 chip is more powerful than anything that I've ever used and is mm. sufficient for everything that I do, including the graphic work that I do for the publication. Um, it's really the screen sizes that determine it for me. The 24 is just a little bit too small for what I'm used to and being able to move multiple windows around and panels for writing and research. Yeah, I think I've said before that I, I was pleasantly surprised by the 24-inch in terms of the size of it, but I can see why. Occasionally when I go back to my 27-inch iMac, it's it's really nice to have that extra screen estate. Um, but they're, they're, those new iMacs are such nice nice computers. Um, you can just imagine what the bigger one's going to be like. It's going to be even more special, yeah, exactly. really. Um, and chuck one of those chips in it, either the Macs or the Pro. I mean, they're so ridiculously powerful. Um, I mean, I've only had a short amount of time with the 14-inch base level M1 Pro. That's gone back to, to Apple now. I did my thing on time. They got theirs on time, but you know, it doesn't work both ways, does it? Um, <laughs> they um, that that and But during that time, I did quite a bit of video editing on it, and it's just so... You, you know when you're aware that you've got so much headroom that you could never even try and explore? It was like that, and that was on the base level version. It's just bonkers what they've done with that chip. Crazy. How are you feeling about having spent three times as much on a maxed out M1 Max? Uh, I definitely don't need it. I could have kept that 14 inch, 100%. Um, I don't know, until I get it, again, bearing in mind what I've just said, it's a, a bit of a waste of money, really. But um, I do want the bigger screen, 100%. The, the 14 inch is, is too small to do kind of laptop-based um, video editing on. but So the bigger screen's going to be nice. Um, but yeah, the power, because I've, I've gone for the 32-core GPU and some of the bits and pieces. And I, I stopped at 32 gig of, 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 of um, unified memory. didn't go any further than that. But um, I, yeah, it's, it's overkill for what I'm, I'm using it for. Even with 4K video and stuff, it's, it's just so much power there. Um, it just makes you wonder where they're going to go from here, doesn't it? And who's going to utilize all that power? Yeah, it makes me wonder what those, you know, if it's too much power for you as a video editor at 4K, who are they made for? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of demonstrations, people using 8K video, haven't they? And I think um, MKBHD, did. A, he said his test is always how, if it, how much of a delay there is between pressing play on a, an 8K timeline and it playing. And he was doing it, I think, it, I mean, it was a fairly specced up M1 Max, I think, but it was just instant. And it was like, this was raw you know, 8K footage, which is really beefy stuff. Um, and it just, it was just like, yeah, whatever, throw it at me. Well, the, did, did, did you see the video where uh, MKBHD was describing how when he was out at events and, you know, yeah. away from his studio, in order to keep up with his absurd red 8K footage, he would 
sling an iMac Pro in a Peli case and he would wheel it through airports and, uh, you know, take it to these shows and keynotes and whatever so that he could edit that footage in the evening. Great. Yeah, he talked about that on his podcast. He said that before he had that, they did a few shows somewhere, like a like a, some sort of trade show, and he um, he had to edit the video overnight. But because he, he had to nurse the the render and the export to make sure it, it worked, and on the previous machine he was using for that, he'd be up literally all night from you know midnight to six a.m. Um, but but he's, he he did confirm, didn't he, that the iMac is now that's in yeah, in the, in the in the proverbial bin, and um, it's 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 the M1 Max all the way. Crazy stuff. Rob, are you going to buy a, an M1 uh, Pro MacBook? Um, I think I'm going to have to now because Andy's got one, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Did you see? As of as of today. Yes, yeah. Because he came, he came on the Discord last night going, I, I'm on the verge of impulse purchasing a base 14 MacBook Pro. Can you please talk me out of it? And obviously we did the complete opposite of that and goaded him on completely, relentlessly, <laughs> I mercilessly. Think, <laughs> I think the key with these laptops is just to not put yourself in front of one of them because they're really nice in person. Um, have, you, have either of you held one? I was at Apple Store. I was at Apple Store last week and I the screen is incredible. Mm. It's beautiful. And so I, I can see that it'd be very hard to <laughs> avoid that impulse if, if it was in front of you. Yeah, I think it's just the whole design aesthetic. It's it's a really um, satisfying laptop to pick up and use. I think I love the keyboard as well, the, the black, you know, the black back of the keyboard and stuff. What, what did you think about the notch, Justin? Did did that really terrify you? <laughs> no, I didn't even really notice it. It's it's pretty brilliant of them to move it into the the menu bar there. It, there was a little bit of, you know, the menu bar was not quite true black because it was opaque to the the background that they had on the wallpaper the wallpaper at the apple store but it, it really wasn't noticeable I, I could see how in daily use you would not even really even notice it's there you don't it completely disappears to be honest but I, I think also i think it's a bit of a storm in a teacup because what's interesting on, on the two videos that i've done about that laptop i've had no end of questions about things like you know how much memory and you know, all, all the normal stuff no, from what I've seen, anyway, no one has talked about the notch or, or asked me if it's a if it's a pain or if it gets in the way or anything. It, it doesn't seem to be on people's minds, really. I think we, we, we get this like little kind of element of the tech tech press and uh, tech bloggers and, and YouTubers like myself um, who who kind of mention it and that kind of swirls around. But it's it just it's a non-event. The notch. It's absolutely doesn't matter at all. The way I see it, you know, these laptops. Apple put everything that people had complained about back. So there's more ports. The touch bar's gone. They basically fixed everything. So people had to complain about something. And the notch is new, so they get to complain about that because literally everything else seems like it's perfect. I totally agree. Well, well the, other thing, the other common complaint is the fact that the base model only comes with a 67-watt charger and does not support fast charging. But I've seen two videos now where someone has compared the charging speed. And... Yes, if you plug a base 14-inch into a 96-watt or above USB-C power delivery-capable charger, it will charge 50% in 30 minutes. On the 67-watt charger, it will charge to 40% in 30 minutes. So it's a non-issue. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> I, I, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't care about the chargers. I find it the most boring aspect of these computers. It's nice that there's the fast charging and one of them comes with a big one. I just... Uh, it's the most boring thing, I think, personally. But maybe well, that's just the, the One disappointing thing is that the MagSafe connector only comes in silver. So it will look a bit weird against a space grey machine. That's very true. I'll get over that. That's fine. Yeah. But I know you will. I, I wouldn't say. And you wouldn't get at one. all. It's going to have to be silver because it'll just do head it otherwise. <laughs> uh, Justin, what else is on your desk? What, what, the stuff, what other tech stuff do you rely on each day, apart from your Mac? Um, I mean, there's not really much tech-wise on my desk. I have a HomePod uh, Mini on the desk that plays music, um, and then I've got a Linksys, uh, whatever it's called, the <laughs> mesh router yep. um, on the desk that picks up the main feed, and then the Mac is plugged directly into that. Um, Velop. Is it a Velop? Yes, it's a Velop. That's it. Yeah, good, good system. Yeah, and you actually play music through your HomePod because I, I, mine just turns mm -hmm. my lights on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I use it to control the lights, but I, I also, um, I just tell it to play music from time to time, depending on 
what I'm doing at the desk. Uh, sometimes I, you know, just play the Apple Music station that it creates for you. Sometimes I'm looking for something specific depending on what I'm writing about. Have you tried the Island Vibes playlist yet? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> we should have put that on the background for this podcast. <laughs> podcast Vibes. <laughs> and yeah, so I was going to say, actually, the, the, like the, the new Apple Music voice plan might have been appropriate for you if you weren't all in with the full Apple One family plan already. I mean, for the, the desk purposes, yeah, that's basically all I use Apple Music for. But... Um, in the car, you know, around when I'm actually like looking for stuff, I I use the other features of Apple Music. But yeah, the the voice plan, I I get it. It makes sense for folks who just need, just want something to play. And iPhone wise, you're an iPhone 13 Pro man, aren't you? Yep, I'm an iPhone 13 Pro. I bought it on launch day uh, and replaced it like three days ago with a completely replacement version from Apple. <laughs> yeah, tell us the story. Um, so my iPhone has always, always, it's been, I've had it for what, a month and a half. Um, it had some wonky GPS issues. And so, um, you could pull up the, the find my, and I would be in my neighbor's house or a house across the street. Um, I'd leave my neighborhood with directions on and CarPlay going, um, and it would think I was about a quarter mile from where I actually was driving through people's houses rather than actually on a road. Um, but it wasn't consistent and it just kind of, it happened. Um, and then other times it didn't happen. Um, and so I kind of went back and forth with the Apple support folks thinking that they had a report that the MagSafe cases and some very limited, uh, incidents were causing interference with GPS, which, I mean, when you hold a magnet up to a compass it affects the gps the the point of the compass but gps is a little bit more sophisticated than that so um so i I, they but i couldn't replicate it to the point where it was consistent so they really couldn't do anything for me um then a week ago i was traveling and i bought a apple wallet uh with the find my thing on it and um didn't think anything of it until earlier this week. I noticed that find my thought, my wallet was still where I was traveling about a thousand miles away. Um, and I had been home for the better part of a week at that point. Um, and I realized that when the MagSafe case was on the phone, the phone could not see the find my on the wallet. When the case was gone, the phone saw it without a problem. So there was either an issue with the case or the sensors in the phone. And I figured it might be having something to do with the GPS thing. And so long story short, they, I called back into Apple. They sent me to a local Apple store and um, they took it for a quote, long diagnostic, which I thought was just going to try and figure out what the problem was. Um, And an hour later, I came back to the Apple store and they had replaced everything in my phone except for the front screen and front camera. Um, And so he was like, you got a new back enclosure, which includes all new sensors, processors, battery, pretty much everything has been replaced. Wouldn't it have made more sense just to give you a new phone? Surely it took them longer to do that than to just say, here's a new phone. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They did give me a new case. They determined that the case was blocking some of the signals. So they gave me, they just swapped those out. But the the phone, they went through the whole repair process and my screen and front camera are original and everything else are a replacement now. Wow. It's practically a new, fo- new phone, isn't it? I just don't understand why they did it. When you yeah. bear in mind how good Apple's return policy is. So for example, <laughs> I sent back my um, the 14 inch today, funny enough. Um, and it's pretty much no. I mean, I looked after it. I didn't kind of throw it around or scratch the screen or anything. But it's um, it's pretty much no questions asked. Sends it back in two weeks if you don't want it, type thing. So for them to go to that effort, you know, kind of a mechanic level, detaching your your screen and putting it all back together, it's just a bit odd, isn't it? Maybe the guys at the Genius Bar just wanted to crack one of these open and maybe see what was going on. Possibly, yeah. There is that, I suppose. So yeah, did, uh, did any of them recognise you? Are you are you that are you YouTube famous enough to get spotted? What me? That, that was at Mark. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, no, I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I, I actually no, no, I only went into the store once. Um, I wouldn't expect to get noticed anyway, really. But um, yeah, 
I, d- I didn't get noticed at the UPS collection point down the road, Rob, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> she had no idea what I was. <laughs> oh, dear. It's always fun going back to Apple, isn't it? Um, I d- just quickly on the Apple Wallet thing, I had no idea about this, um, the Find My functionality until recently. And I think the version that I've got hasn't got it. I don't know how you tell, uh, apart from obviously trying it, but is there anything different about the wallet physically or...? It's just got it enabled, does it? Rob can go into the specifics, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same wallet. There's just something that has been turned on. That... Because yeah. yours, Rob, is the same as mine, isn't it? You, you don't have that Find My stuff. Yeah, so I think I got mine a couple of weeks after yours, after holding out and saying, I don't understand that, that's rubbish. And then mm. I got it, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things that Apple have come out with this year, of which there are many things, which we'll get on to later. But it wasn't, so I'm just referring to the show notes here. It wasn't until I actually sat down and listed out all of the things that Apple have released this year that I just, it's astonishing how much new stuff they've come out with. Let's, um, let's do it now, Rob. Let's go for it. The, hey? Let's go for it now. Let's, let's get into it. Well, we could do, yeah. So I, would just, I just need to express my annoyance again at having, you know, held out against getting a MagSafe wallet and then, like, two weeks after finally getting one, they bring out a new one with Find My in it. That was irritating. But, no, it's a lovely thing. Can't, I love can't mine. can't fault the, the quality of the product. So, yeah, no, so looking at the, the list, so the, <clears throat> the reason I listed all this stuff out was I just wanted to ask you guys what, what you know, just now that, Techtober is behind us and there's probably not really much in the way of stuff to talk about between now and the end of the year. I just thought we'd look back and say, what, what's our favourite thing that Apple have released this year? And then I sat down and I thought of all the things that they've released and it's an awful lot, isn't it? Mm. So for the phones, we've obviously been treated to the iPhone 13 slash mini slash pro slash pro max. But just before that sort of mid-cycle, they brought out the purple iPhone. Oh yeah, I forgot about is, that one. This is a very nice... Uh, very nice colour. So Mrs. Yeah. Rob has got the purple iPhone 12, and it's lovely. She loves it. Um, they refreshed all the iPads, didn't they? With, uh, they s- slung an M1 in the iPad Pro. That was um, worth it, wasn't it? The iPad Mini 6, which is your new favourite iPad, isn't it? And yep. they refreshed the regular iPad as well. Then on the Mac front, obviously, we've said all there is to say about the new Macs. They're just insane, aren't they? So, we've, yeah, we've got the finally... The, the the MacBook that we wanted five years ago. Uh, refreshed the 24-inch iMac. We've got a new Apple TV 4K with uh, Siri remote, which is brilliant, and even converted you, because you were, uh, yep. I don't understand Apple TV, and you love it now. Completely converted, uh, yeah. We got uh, the Apple Watch 7. We got AirPods 3, um, and then just a bunch of accessories. So AirTags, the MagSafe battery pack, which again was something that I looked at and I thought, well, that's stupid. Why does anyone need that? And then I got one and I made the the stand by using the old school lightning dock. I use it every day. Absolutely love it. Um, and then the upgraded MagSafe wallet with Find My. And so that's all the hardware stuff. That's before you even get onto the services and the operating systems. So, they, you know, they've we've had the lossless and spatial audio Apple Music upgrade, the voice plan, iCloud Plus, with you know your keychain with two-factor authentication support, hide my email, private relay, um, the sort of legacy things are coming out. I think they've just been they've just made an appearance in the fifteen point two betas. You know, there's this notion of being able to you know someone being able to inherit your digital legacy um, when you die, which is quite nice sort of uh, and then we got uh yeah the the ios ipad os 15 and all the cool stuff that we got with those and mac os monterey so yeah well what out of all that and that's a lot of stuff and it, it i hadn't realized just how much stuff we've been treated to this year when you list it out like that it's a massive list on fire, isn't haven't they? is that all this year that's all this year wow i didn't realize it was that isn't much it? either correct correct me if i'm wrong it's got to be hasn't Justin? it i think it sounds accurate, yeah. They've been, this whole move to uh, Apple Silicon has really completely revamped the entire product line uh, at Apple from head to toe. Uh, and it seems like everything is brand new, which feels like that might be not usually the case. I don't, I don't remember that much in the way of releases in the past. No, it's, I think it's an exceptional year, isn't it, in terms of 
just stuff, the amount of stuff. And, and like you said, Rob, it's beyond hardware. There's so many things they've done elsewhere in services and, and, and software. Um, what's your favourite lot out of that list, Justin? I know what mine is, but what's your favourite? Um, well, so in terms of things that I use every single day, my phone, I, I upgraded from an iPhone 11 Pro to this 13 Pro, um, and it's just astronomical in terms of leaps. It's like going from that 2015 MacBook Pro to the M1 Mini. The battery, I can't kill the battery. The camera's fantastic. It's just it's a spectacular phone. Um, I I also use the Apple TV every day. I upgraded to the I upgraded from the old 4K to the new 4K um, to get the little bit faster processor and then the Siri remote, which is I didn't really have a problem with the remote before, but the current remote is is great. Um, but in terms of my favorite release this year, um, I think it's shortcuts on the Mac. I think bringing shortcuts to the Mac is the uh, that's that's the top uh, of the Apple releases for me. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we should say actually at this point. And we'll get to this in a little bit, but um, Justin is a shortcuts master. And this is a shortcuts complete, not even a novice, a complete virgin talking. Um, but I'm aware of just how good Justin is at shortcuts. That's fair to say, Rob, I think, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I can't think of anyone I know who is better at shortcuts than Justin. We'll get onto that in a minute, but just very quickly on, on the, on the favourite kind of thing for now of all this i think if you'd asked me 12 months ago to predict what it would be it wouldn't have been this but it is 100 percent the iphone 13 mini i'd got so bored of iphones up until then and i've just fallen in love with it it's i'm, I'm really boring you have to tell me to shut up but I, I, i'm really in love with this phone um and i, I don't really know why it's it's one of those it's just smaller it's just a smaller phone but i think because it, it is smaller which has the benefits of being able to use it one-handed very easily but because it's got so much you know, we've reached that point with the iphone now where the camera is just stunning no matter which device you've got really they don't tend to peg it back too much if you don't get the pro max for example um and it's yeah like the, the form factor and my biggest worry with it is that it is going to be the the swan song for it. I don't know if they're going to do it again. There's all sorts of rumours about it not selling well and what have you. Or, well, the iPhone 12 mini not selling well. Um, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm kind of fearful that this is... I would quite happily stick with this size now forever, for as long as possible. Um, but I just don't know if it's going to be the case. Um, I know you, you're both in a, in a very different boat with this, aren't you? you? You're both pro, rather than pro max, pro users. Have, have either of you held the, the mini? Excuse the expression. No, I think I played with it a, a bit at the Apple Store last week, but only in passing, looking at the size and whatnot. I don't, I don't really compare it. I mean, the the issue for me, the regular iPhone is fine. I just I prefer having the top tier camera in my phone. That's really what it comes down to. The size, the size of the Mini versus the Pro, fine. Um, I'm not a Pro Max person. I don't need the giant screen. It really just comes down to the better camera for me. Yeah. I do miss occasionally the, um, the is it the 2X or whatever the, t the telephoto is? That's one thing I do miss occasionally. 3X now. And the is it 3X now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, even, even better. Um, I do miss that occasionally, but not enough to to want to go, go back to the Pro, really. Rob, what's your favorite out of all this stuff? I can't guess. Uh, I'm going to have to cop out and say the same as Justin. So yeah, I, you know that I'm a massive shortcuts nerd. Uh, so that is the single biggest thing that uh, that for me personally is exciting because yeah, I'm all about automation. Um, and also I'm cheap, and so I haven't bought any of the new things this year yet. <laughs> I don't think, apart from a couple of accessories, I've got a wallet, although the old wallet, and I got a. The, the MagSafe battery pack, but yes, yeah, so I've got. I'm still rocking an iPhone 12. I'm still rocking my M1 Mac Mini, and I've got no legitimate justification for getting one of the new ones apart from peer pressure and just because I want one because they're new and shiny. Um, so yeah, so I'm a bit behind. So I've still got like a Series Five Apple Watch. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a good customer for Apple at all. You're a loyal customer, though, in terms of keeping hold of stuff. I, I like that. I just like to get my money's worth. I just like to use it for as long as possible, really, where, where I can. 
So yes, absolutely. Monterey. In fact, at Monterey generally, apart from the fact that it balked my webcam, um, just the things like the focus mode, that is also something that makes me happy every day. Yeah, me too. I love that. But short, let's talk short, because I know, I know you both want to talk about it. This has reminded me itching, of something. Itching to talk about I know you are. Let's yeah. do it. I'm going to sit back in a minute. But um, it just reminded me of something, which was, wasn't there a bit of a competition between the two of you to do to create a shortcut for me for a little while ago? <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah, I was thinking that there would be a way to uh, create a shortcut that since you, we both use Ulysses to write with the Mac uh, writing app, um, which allows for publishing to both Medium and to WordPress, which we also both use, uh, that there would be a way to uh, use shortcuts to automate that process and publish into both places, format the title into title case. And uh, I think I even said we could probably do something with the graphics and um, I, I think I got ahead of myself as to what was actually possible um, then. This was pre-Monterey release. Um, it might be closer to possible now, especially with some of the, the new Mac apps that are supporting uh, shortcuts like Pixelmator. Um, and then it's, it really would just be a matter of figuring out the API connections to Medium and to uh, WordPress. But I, I think... I think it's still theoretically possible. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay, all is not lost. Because I think if you decide you can't do it, then it definitely can't be done. So <laughs> all, all hope on you, really. Um, but no, go go ahead, guys. Talk talk shortcuts. You've still got to, well, you haven't got to convince me. I know I know I need to get into them, but you need to get me excited about them again. Well, I think Justin is, is better placed because he has a similar workflow to you, whereas I mostly just use it to turn stuff on and off. You know, well, we talked before about how I've got like NFC tags embedded in stuff to trigger off blinds and you know scenes and that sort of stuff. Because yeah, my, my I don't get to use my Mac for my everyday work. Otherwise, I'd be using shortcuts a lot more. So it's just more practical things. Like um, I don't know if you remember, Justin. I showed a shortcut that tells you the. Uh, you just you type in a movie name and it will go off to Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and it will bring back the ratings for you. So that's something that I do quite like. I've got I've got a big list of films that I you know need that I've seen the trailer for or someone's told me about that I want to see, and I'll just flick through and I'll just use my use that shortcut to go and get that information quickly or um, price history on Amazon. So there there are various services that do this, but the one I use is called Camel Camel Camel. Um, and I've got a shortcut that will ping. Whether you're on the Amazon website or whether you're in the Amazon app, it, you can put it up in the share sheet, and it will just ping that item reference number to, or it will extract the item reference number from the URL, send it to Camel, 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 and then pull back the price history. So whereas before, because you know, me and my, or I'm all, I always want to know that I'm paying the least amount of money possible for anything. So I, <laughs> I will, before making a purchase, because the, the, they're sneaky. You've got things like um, Amazon Prime Day, Black Friday or whatever, and you go and you look and there's the big headline, we're doing a deal on this. But if you actually check the history, you'll often find that it was 10, 15% cheaper two months ago or whatever. So you go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on that. Because it almost always goes back down to whatever the lowest it's ever been at some point in the future. Usually, if it's if it's not the best price around the Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of time, it's normally immediately after Christmas. Yeah. In any case, I've got a shortcut that... Because before, I would get, you know, copy and paste the title of the thing that I was looking for. I'd flip over into Safari. I'd go to Camel, Camel, Camel. And it was just a an arduous process but now without even leaving the amazon app i can just use the share sheet use the shortcut and i can see straight away is this a good deal or not so yeah so i do it for uh, sort of small practical tasks that i do quite a lot um, rather than it making me more efficient and therefore you know increasing my my profit yeah see i, th- I think the problem i have with shortcuts isn't shortcuts themselves it's that i don't think shortcut so I- I dread to think of how many times I do things which take me forever. I don't immediately think there should be a shortcut for this. That's I think that's where I fail with this. I've got to train my brain to think about that. Um, it, it, Mark, it's one of those things that when you create your first shortcut, that does 
the same repetitive tasks that you do a million times, you will not go back to doing those repetitive tasks. You will figure out how to do them in shortcuts. And so the, the, I, I made a little bit of a splash on launch day of, uh, of Monterey. Um, well, actually, it was the day after because Pixelmator updated with their shortcut support. Um, just kind of that morning, seeing what I could do with uh, shortcuts, I, I put together a pretty quick shortcut that uh, takes a graphic of any size, um, cuts it to uh, 19 by 10 format, uh, auto crops it. Pixelmator has a focus feature where it crops to the, makes it make sense. Um, it adds the writing cooperative branding and watermark uh, and logo for our uh, newsletter. And I even had a thing where I could type in uh, what I wanted the text to say on the graphic and it puts it in in a formatted style and everything. So, in, oh, and then it, it cropped it to both 16 by nine and then square for social purposes. And so with the click of a button uh, in about five seconds of processing time, I create all of the graphics for the weekly newsletter without even having to open Pixelmator, pull up the template file, edit the, you know, saves me five, 10 minutes of time just by doing that one uh, shortcut alone. That's unreal, isn't it? I'm, while you were talking, I was just thinking of similar things that I do. Uh, I think with blog, as you know, with blogging and also with video publishing on YouTube, there's there's a whole bunch of things that I go through, a checklist that I do e each time, which I just do it without thinking now. But because, like I said, because I don't have that kind of shortcuts thing going on in my brain, I don't, I don't consider that as an easier way, apart from paying someone else to do it. So um, <laughs> maybe I need to, be, need, I need to be, perhaps make a list of the things that I do that are repetitive perhaps and then i'll have to run it by you guys and see what you think because it, yeah i mean it, it's a powerful powerful tool i just looking at my menu bar right now i have eight no ten uh shortcuts in the menu bar with things that i use pretty regularly that generate um i have a form pitch email that i send out to potential clients that doesn't look like a form when it's goes through the shortcut process because of all the different variables and stuff that are in there. And so type in the client name, the specific details into the shortcut, it outputs an email with that looks like it's been written fresh for the person. And so anything that anything that you do in your day-to-day -day workflow most likely can be put together in shortcuts and just save a tremendous amount of time. I've got to do it. Yeah, but you're your Pixelmator shortcut got picked up by Matthew Cassellini, didn't it? Yeah. So for those not familiar with Matthew Cassellini, he was one of the original developers of Workflow, which is the precursor to shortcuts. So I d did you ever use Workflow, Justin? I didn't, I didn't know it existed until they uh, were acquired by Apple. I saw that they had been acquired by Apple. I was like, this is interesting. And so mm. um, I, I didn't play with it until it was in the beta form of shortcuts. Yeah, so for, for, for the uninitiated, uh, what we now know as Shortcuts was originally an app called uh, Workflow. It was acquired by Apple, and I was horrified at the time because what normally happens when big companies swallow up cool small companies is they ruin it, but they've actually made it so much better. Yeah, um, I remember that acquisition. You can get on the map. I remember that you happening, remember? yeah. I, I think I remember seeing it and then playing with, um, with, with it when it was first acquired, but... Yeah, they've, they've completely, they, they knew exactly what they wanted from that, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so superb. So yeah, they're really cool to get picked up and noticed by, uh, by one of the original, you know, the OG shortcuts guys. <laughs> it's got a brilliant blog, which I hadn't, I wasn't aware of. Um, so Justin posted a link to where it's been featured twice in actual fact. Um, so yeah, I think we should include a link to that newsletter in, uh, in the show notes because yeah, if anyone who has an interest in shortcuts should be uh, should be checking that out it's a really really good resource i really think that the future of shortcuts I, I you're right apple acquiring them and actually implementing the tech instead of just acquiring the team um, is huge because i really think that shortcuts on the mac especially is eventually going to replace automator it, it, the automator is kind of that old school automation system on the mac um, i think it 
it dates back to Mac Classic, actually. Um, but Shortcuts is just so much smoother and easier to to pick up and learn, and um, and it does all of the same things. And so I, I think that it's a really big deal for Apple to be adding this across their entire ecosystem. Um, I think it's really going to make workflows a lot easier and a lot more streamlined as more apps continue to add uh, support for for shortcuts. I promise. I say, I think I say this on every podcast. But I promise <laughs> I'm going to get into it. <laughs> when time for it, when I've fully moved into the studio, I've got a little bit more time. I'm going to I'm going to list all the things that I do that get on my nerves every day and turn them all into shortcuts. And I'm going to become better Here's at one for you, Mark. Uh, Matthew Castellini posted uh, or retweeted somebody yesterday who created a simple shortcut that lives in the the menu bar of their their Mac. Uh, and when they click it, it turns all the lights off in their office. It puts the screensaver on their computer, and it sets the uh, focus mode on across devices to personal. It says it says I'm going home metric, and so yeah. it turns everything off at the flick of a button. And the screen's gone, and you're 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 now done for the day. I like that. That sort of stuff gets me quite excited, actually. I think that and the time oh, yeah. saving thing are the two things. I think yeah, that, those sort of things that would be good to start off with, and that's mostly what I do. So, for, for example, I've got a shortcut that triggers when I put my phone on to charge. So it checks to see what the time is. If it's after ten p.m., then it will uh, turn off all the lights in the house. It will set the home security alarm does a bunch of other stuff so yeah those sort of triggers that are a bit more practical and easier to get your head around mm. and once you sort of you're familiar with the you know how to work with shortcuts then you can start thinking right okay what do i do a lot on my Mac that I could automate in some way. So I think I think it's a stepping stone by starting off with something that you some physical actions that you currently carry out yeah. that mm-hmm. you would like to reduce to a, a single button press. And then I think that may help lead to thinking a bit more abstract. Bigger things. Thinking thinking a bit more Justin about it. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see so while we've got Justin, the other thing that we need to gang up on you about is site specific browsers. And uh, Justin, you initially you weren't convinced, were you? but you've sort of you come around recently. Yeah, I use um, Flotato, float, whatever it is, Potato, Potato, <laughs> um, for Notion and for Discord. Um, it seems like it does the trick better. Uh, it, at least on Discord's side, it looks nicer. I don't know why Discord can't make circles look like circles in their graphics, but um, it looks nicer, and so it, it seems to work for me. You convinced yet, Mal? Uh, well, no, not really. Not not for a bad reason. I just I'm fine with Safari. Really, it's um, <laughs> I I put up with those terrible circles on the Discord app. Um, Notion. I tend to use Notion in Safari. I think mainly. I don't occasionally use the the desktop app, but yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I tend to just look over that stuff for for better or worse. Really, it wasn't really that big of a deal to me either until I realized. Uh, there was a better option, I guess, is the way to, to put it. And so if there's a better option, I'll, I'll go with it. I, that's kind of my my mantra when it comes to software and to all that. If it's easy, I stick with it. If there's a better option, I'll I'll make the change. I'm more convinced on shortcuts, I think. Well, speaking of shortcuts, so you're both Ulysses users. Yep. But Justin, you had a bit of an issue with shortcuts and Ulysses where it wasn't correctly processing Markdown. Was it? Is that still the case? And you know, on, on if you tried it on Mac, since that's become an option. So it is. It, yes, there is an issue. I don't know if it's on Ulysses. Ulysses. I don't know if it's on the apps end or on shortcuts <laughs> end. Um, but there is a weird issue, and I, I am assuming that it's on Ulysses side because. Ulysses doesn't use traditional Markdown. They use what's called Markdown XL, which is a version that they've kind of created for themselves um, that adds some other features like highlighting and um, video and stuff that Markdown just doesn't typically do. And so some of the, when exporting from shortcuts to um, Ulysses, some of the Markdown code doesn't translate properly. Um, and really, the the only place that I see that is in um, the 
the highlighted code, the, the two colons um, that makes a highlight. It 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 exports it in from shortcuts with it with back ticks, like it's closing the um, the code. Um, and so I, I have a workaround for it. I just um, <laughs> I in my shortcut, I just instead of if I'm using the highlighted thing, I use the back ticks to export it as code because I have that stylized in Ulysses the same way that I do the uh, the highlighted feature. So it does the same trick, the same job. Um, it's just a little bit different format. But all the other all the base level um, markdown, the bold, the italic, the the headings, the links, all that stuff translates no problem. It's it's when you get into the the unique codes that Ulysses use. That's interesting. Do, yeah. do you use any wacky Ulysses markdown, Mark? No, just the basics, the absolute cool all right. basics. So, well, going back to the challenge, I, do, I got as far, because obviously I'm not a writer, I don't have a WordPress blog or any of the stuff. So Justin, as well as be, just wiping the floor with me in terms of ability, I also didn't have any of the component parts. <laughs> I've got as far, I've got as far as getting Ulysses um, and a Medium account. So I will revisit this and see if I can make we'll, some headway on we will that. definitely come back i'm glad i've, I've kind of um, unearthed that challenge because i was looking forward to that i'd forgotten about it but yeah um we've got so far through most of this outline guys uh we are running out of time but there's i think there's one thing on this list which i think is definitely worth mentioning because I, I know that all three of us have got a shared love for it and um i've already got withdrawal symptoms and it's obviously ted lasso and justin i know that you're you're a, particularly a, a big fan of this show aren't you Yes, extremely big fan of the show. I've, I've already watched the second season, or third, was it the third season that just came out? Second, wasn't it? Was it the second? second? Whatever season, I've already watched it Has twice. Has it been two? It's only two, yes, isn't it? Two, I mean, is it yeah. And there's sort of rumours that the third might be the last. Yes, you're right. I've watched it twice already. And so I actually watched, I, we were on vacation uh, and we're staying with my wife's uh, aunt and we watched the entire first season with her and then in the middle of the second season airing. And so we couldn't, you know, we couldn't leave off at the second, the end of the first season and pick up where we left off at the second season. So we had to keep watching and watch the entire series uh, over again and then caught up around the blue moon episode. <laughs> I just love it. My, my parents have started watching it recently. They, they were, they were among the crowd who had no idea what it was or how to watch it, but they've, um, they've since got Apple TV and I've had, I keep getting text messages every couple of days from saying, oh, we've just watched the episode, whatever, of Ted Lasso. It's amazing. It's the best thing we've ever seen. It takes quite a lot to, to please my parents and to, to really get them excited about stuff like that. So um, it's got to be very good if, if that's the case. But yeah, so if the third one's going to be the last, like, I mean, I, I don't mind that, actually. I think there's always that danger of doing too much, doing too many. I think like Shit's Creek, for example, that stopped at the right time. Uh, faulty towers in the uk going way back that stopped at the right point as well um red dwarf didn't red dwarf went on for way too long in my opinion um i got bored of that after a while um <clears throat> i can't believe i'm saying that but i did but yeah ted lasso if, if it's only three fine uh, i think um yeah why not apple are doing really good things i think with with tv at the minute as in content there hasn't been a single thing on apple tv that i have not thoroughly enjoyed everything that they whoever's buying content on for Apple TV is just doing a fantastic job. Everything from the movies to the shows, everything that they've put out has been great. Yeah. I think we watched Fitch at about the same sort of time, Justin, didn't we? Yeah, we watched it this weekend when it came out. It, it, oh, no spoilers. I haven't, I haven't been able to say I've been trying to see it all week, but a uh, small person has not been cooperative in terms of getting to bed at a sensible time, <laughs> such that we have two hours free in the evening to watch it. So, But yeah, no, that's definitely, definitely top of the list of movies to watch in our house. It's really good, isn't it? Just without giving yeah. anything away. It's dog-related. And I have a problem. My <laughs> girlfriend can't stand it. She gets really fed up with me, but I can't watch TV or films where dogs die or something terrible happens to the dog i just can't cope with that whatsoever being, being a massive dog person like john wick for example i know what happens at the start right. of john wick and for that reason i've never watched that film i never i just no interest in that whatsoever um <laughs> so i had to do some research on fitch before i watched it and i'm glad i did but again without giving anything away um yeah i held it in as well just and I, I did the whole, the man thing and i didn't i didn't i didn't blub <laughs> yeah it's a. Uh... I was also thinking, so Rob 
is a fan of movies he has to bring tissues to. So this will be one that is right up his alley. Why did you have to phrase it like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking, that I don't know when they actually filmed Finch, but it's the perfect pandemic movie because there's, there's, it's Tom Hanks. That's it. That's the cast. And so Tom Hanks and a dog and what a great, what more do you, need? you know, a, yeah. Ability to put a movie together with just the two of them. Um, it's yeah, it was wonderful. That's going to be the show title. Now, <laughs> just Rob likes movies. You have to bring tissues to. <laughs> so many images, <laughs> terrible images. Yeah. What oh. I was what I was getting at was that I, I the the sign of, of a great work, whether it's uh, a song or uh, you know a piece of art or a book or a film, is if it makes you feel something. I want to come away from from that having experienced. It. I, I I like the throwaway you know fluff as well but i also i really enjoy watching stuff that that stirs up some kind of emotion in me so yeah i unashamed unashamed blubber at you know pixar movies and things get me every time you'll love fitch in that case yeah it's it's, it's finch it's finch not is finch a is it comedy is it, is it finch it was a finch. comedy uh movie with chevy chase i believe that must be what i was thinking of um <laughs> Finch, yeah, don't listen to me for show titles. Um, and talking of show titles, I was hoping that this one would wouldn't go down the the um, toilet um, the route, but it's 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 inevitably going to do that now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think we've run out of time. Um, we could carry on chatting all night, really. Justin, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. It's so no, don't, no disrespect, Robin. It's so nice to have another person to talk to as well. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming. We'll have you back on, Justin, at some stage, definitely. And we will get other people. If you're listening Sounds on the Discord server at the moment, we, we gave Andy a bit of a scare. He thought he was going to be on the podcast earlier <laughs> this week. Um, if you want to be on, then just let me or Rob know and we'll, we'll, we'll arrange, make the necessary arrangements, basically. Um, yeah, I think we've, we've covered loads of stuff there. We've gone all over, all over the place, like we normally do on 8 or 16, which is what it's all about. Um, but I'm going to go off and go from Tamworth to Germany back to Tamworth and back to Germany again and try and find my map book <laughs> and um, catch you next time cheers guys see ya bye thank you